Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Welcome to Geekologist Radio. My name is Christopher, and we're going to take you through our queue and ride into the hype train, but I'm not going to be doing this alone. I've got a crew for tonight's cast. Starting off, we've got Mr. Fouts. What's going on, guys? Long time no see, boys. It's been like three weeks for me. <laughs> we're adding uh, an oldie but goodie. Uh, we've got Mr. Young Kong. I have returned. We realize that Khan is a little too popular to be on this podcast. However, he's gracing oh, his presence. <laughs> he's with he's us pretty much again. hit the big time now. He has, he has. Uh, and last but not least, Mr. Damian Nash. What's going on, everybody? I uh, I love this error in omissions section as of late because there are no errors in omissions. I don't know if that's just because we're getting too lazy to have any errors in omissions or we have none. Fouts, let's get into Death Note. Okay, so uh, I definitely have my opinion. <laughs> I I have not seen the animated series, the original anime. I will put that out there. So I am not going to say this saying that uh, it's based on my theory and my views of the anime. I think this movie sucked. What the f***? Listen, you are and not that the first person to say that. I, I know, I have, but I, most people no, say we, that based on the anime, because a lot of people have seen the anime because it's you know one of the bigger animes, and I've never seen the anime, and I watched the movie, and it left me thinking, okay, what the f- did I just do to myself? If I had hair, I'd be pulling it out right now. I'm exactly opposite of this. Now, mind you, I want to watch the anime now and then to see if I can make myself not like this, but... I love the film, and I actually was late to work three times because of this damn film. Okay, because of the locations they filmed it at, and that each one like closed off routes I take to work on a regular. Khan basis. wants to say something and so I- bad it almost looks like he's squeezing a fart out. It's it's like he just he's ready to he's <laughs> ready to blow. Like he's ready to blow. I, I am clear so the space sorry, for Khan, Damien. But that is not a very popular opinion. <laughs> This it, I, it might not be, but I really enjoyed it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go into a little bit of spoiler details, but the first scene. How did you enjoy that? Hey, some guys thought Trump steaks was a good idea, but it clearly right? was not. No, no, sorry, it man. is not not good. And I am you're, so sorry. No, Jeff, Jeff even okay. said he was like, "Why don't you give it a shot?" I'm like, "Not when ten other people tell me this thing sucks." Like, I, at that point, no, I, I I really believe it sucks. See, no, I, I actually, I actually found it enjoyable. I mean, one with me is a special thanks. It's William. Oh, you're, I knew you're going to go to the Defoe line. Okay, that is the only good part about it. Him, William Defoe playing. He played perfectly. Right, but he's just so a maybe, voice actor. Yeah, he is. He's not so the actor. he's not the actor. But the actor, but the, actor the animation it, was it? is horrible. The story is horrible. See, I watched the first two episodes of the anime after I watched the movie. It's completely different. It, it's okay. It's got all. So here's the thing: star and the actual live action would be different, or just horrible different. It's, it's just horrible. But see, here, here's me coming it's at it from bad. not not knowing 
not seeing it's the anime. It's really yet. bad. So people who haven't seen the anime are enjoying it. Okay, I, I'm going to give it a them. chance no. because we said Willem Dafoe. I didn't know he was in it. I'll, I'll give it a chance. Now, and also the main actor is pretty good because I'll tell you what, if you're in the situation that the main actor gets in when he meets the damn demon, I'm sorry, but his reaction and screaming and beating on something, you never see that in film. And that's exactly what I would do. I would be screaming and trying to get the hell out of Dodge. And the fact that he does it, I'm like, okay, that made me laugh. I laughed my ass off. I probably shouldn't have laughed at most of the stuff that went on in it. It probably wasn't meant to be a comedy, but for me, it was funny, and I liked it because of the that. The Rotten Tomato score is 42. The audience score on Rotten Tomato is 25%. Whoa. That's usually legit. those yeah. numbers are the yeah, other that's way usually around. A flip. Yeah, no, audience says it sucks worse than so the average. The uh, critics yeah. clearly didn't see the anime, and the audience were fans, and they know it's not a good adaptation. No, no, and that's I, that's 50 honestly, reviews. I didn't even that's like bad. it before I watched the first two episodes of the anime. Like I, I my opinion was for I'm like okay, everybody's saying it's totally different from the anime. I've got to watch the anime now. I looked and said okay, shit, it's thirty freaking episodes long on Netflix. So I'll watch the first two, see how it is. Night and day. A lot of people are saying it's because of whitewashing, you know, things like that. I don't even have a problem with the way they did it with the the quote unquote whitewashing. The original takes place in Japan, you know, Tokyo or whatever. This takes place in Seattle. Screw it. Yeah, I mean, a good story should be, it, like, regardless of where the, the uh, scene is set at, it should be a good story and, and acted and portrayed well. If it's not hitting those marks, it's not a whitewashing issue. He's got a bad product. Right, exactly. It was. It was I, I honestly did not I'm like so it I'm so sorry, Damien. I feel bad. You feel like you have to defend yourself just because you're the only person who's watched it. And I feel what? bad because, like, well, no, Jeff watched it, but and Jeff was kind of very lukewarm, and he's not. Like I said, had I seen the anime, I probably wouldn't like it, but because I haven't, and it made me laugh. And again, I don't think I'm supposed to laugh at this film, but I have a sick sense of humor, so that could be why I enjoyed it. Let's talk about something that I just wa- recently started watching on Netflix that has gotten a re- rave review response, and that's the show Atypical. Um, it deals uh, with uh, a child who's on the spectrum, and it deals how a family relationship is and how it's spoken about, and the kid's coming of age, basically a teenager learning how to act like an adult, you know, in, you know, he's basically, I, I think he's a sophomore, maybe, in, in, the, in the show, I, I, I'm trying to really remember, I know his sister is a sophomore, maybe he's a junior, but yeah, he's 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 above, above his, sister. his sister, and it it goes into what social cues are. This isn't Game of Thrones, is it? No, it's not. It goes into it goes into so, what social cues are uh, for somebody that's that's on the spectrum, and it learns it, you learn how they deal with people and connections and and trying to. It's just a whole lot of a whole lot of information that's given to you, and I really really liked the way that it was done. Um, again, I don't like Jennifer Jason Lee. I talked about that off camera. So her as the mom wasn't really that cool. And the whole, there's a, there's a couple of things that she does that I, that I find kind of off kilter, but overall the show is really good. And I know Damien, you were looking anxiously looking forward to this uh, for some personal reasons too. Yeah. uh, My my middle son is on the autistic autistic spectrum is high functioning autistic. Uh, I'm a group member group of a bunch of different uh, autism groups and uh, advocates for it, you know, doing research to try to figure out, how to better help uh, students and everything else that are that have to combat this, and so to have a f- TV show or film or anything that that 
people on the spectrum can can attach themselves to. Now, granted, if the actor actors aren't actually on the on the spectrum, but they're able to portray it so that someone that is on the spectrum can look up to this person. That's still a big win for the community. Uh, I'm I'm talking like I mean, most recently Marvel had a big win with Drax being that big go-to hero. Hey, he's like me kind of thing, right? Well, this gives it more of that sitcom feel that you can sit down. You know, you don't have to binge through it. Pick a day of the week that you know that you sit down with your child and you watch it. And that's kind of what we want to do. We want to sit down with our with our son and watch it. Um, so that's one thing with this. The other thing is is TV's doing this a lot lately because I mean we also have uh, the Good Doctors coming out, which a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's Doogie Howser." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's talking about people who are on the spectrum because oftentimes, if you look back in history, a lot of your a lot of your leading scientists and stuff were on the spectrum, and still are because they are because it allows that it you get hyper focused and you can catch the details that someone who's not you know kind of goes by like my son a sports stats like he watches every sport i can you can, you can imagine and like verbatim goes back and will start rattling off stats and you're like how the hell does he know that team and he just he just picks up on it the thing the thing and that i liked about this show was they didn't make the lead character um who uh we're talking about being autistic and ha- being a high functioning autistic a helpless person this this is somebody who's taking challenges and growing and and stepping out and becoming an adult and learning. You know, I can't just survive on my family. I have to learn how to do things on my own as well. And it's the parents learning to let go. It's the child mm-hmm. learning to do things and be okay with dating and picking out clothes and uh, learning to tune out noises in a mall. So there there are tons of things. And to your point, Damien, uh, people learning that they can do things on their own could give them a way or a person to look up to. Yeah, and this is just – it's been great. I've talked about it in the past with about games and other things. Uh, yeah, Con? I just want to say that the uh, these late, like, uh, entry to, like, the genre of film and uh, movies with autistic characters has been really, like – you know, it's been really uh, – what do you call it? Uh, it's been great to see, like, in the accountant – Refreshing. Refreshing. Like, the accountant with uh, – yeah. Ben Affleck, oh, Drax, as you said, this TV show is really putting a positive light, and it's like a stigma attached to autism to begin with. Like, my lady, uh, she taught at a school for autism for 11 years, and she loved those kids. I mean, they're they're just kids. They just have, like, they're severe, but there's, there's a spectrum to it. You probably have a friend that you didn't know was autistic in school. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I, mean, t- I gotta ask, Two Wolves, uh, what, you didn't like uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Hateful Eight? Oh, well, I just don't like her in this. I, okay, I guess, you just I guess, don't like her in this, okay. Because she, yeah. like, she was a good villain in that movie and Single White Female. Yeah, well, Single White uh, well, single white Female is, is just on it, onto its own. But <laughs> I, she was more of like, I, I don't like her as the bitchy girl in the 80s films that she was typically in. And like Ridgemont High and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, and this one, she just, there's some, I, I don't want to give away plot. No, we don't have to. It, but I, I but she just I'll, does some things that are very questionable, and it's just like, oh, really? It's not a good look. Like, okay, just, is that her fault or the director's fault? Mm, it's it's a mother who's struggling with some things. So I guess maybe it's just the direction of wherever the, the story's going. I'm like, she's pretty uh, awesome. Like, why don't why doesn't two walls like her? I was a little yeah. bit hurt by that. All right. She looks really old too. Like, I mean, like she looks really old and hateful. Eight. She looks yeah, haggard. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, she looks, well, she doesn't look haggard, but she looks definitely. <laughs> Guys, just turn the lights yeah. off. Just turn the lights yeah. off. It's like if she's, if you squint, you could see Somebody how, pass me a how pretty she used to be. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. So uh, let's move on. Uh, who's going to be talking about Highlander? Uh, that's going to be me. So every, about every year I go through the Highlander series and I, I go through the films and then all seasons of the series and I, I watch them each year that someone puts out like a new chronological order in them. And I swear every year when I watch it, it makes well, sense. Oh, I, I didn't Brandon. even know you liked Highlander. Why, why didn't anybody tell me? This is something we can talk about. This is a subject I have vast knowledge on. Same here. Like Highlander is my all-time favorite film, man. Like uh, Brandon, go ahead. Okay, you watch all the movies. You watch yes. all the series. Yes. You also play Every all year. the freaking games. I have a lot of time. You're going to be I, talking about the strain here coming up. Plus, you work. I, Plus, I you're work a father. Very, I, Do you know the secret to time travel? He's saying, "Step your game I up." Dodge. That's what he's saying. Step your game up. Get on my level. <laughs> work, work, work. Uh, what is it? When you're Do you even work, time work. management, bro? This guy YouTube's on his phone watching these Netflix movies <laughs> while he's at work. He's like writing an article, watching like the Highlander series, and like I do, like I do. No, that's exactly the at the same time. That is exactly that is exactly what I do. I will be writing an article, or I will be be researching stuff, or, or helping my wife write some of her papers. While He's watching the full, while Bruce, watching Highlander the full Bruce Almighty, he is now Damien Almighty. Damien Almighty, Summer. <laughs> so somebody throws I'm up the bat it. signal and he's out. He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> they need me. This is they need me. This is the I I I I always manage to catch something new each each time I go through these watches. I'm talking about like even like like the made the made for TV movies or the. Like I'm not gonna say Highlander Raven because that that I will admit that one sucked. Yeah, that was because I like, that, no, 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 the no, actress you can't was say that the actress now, was nice to look at, but the the filming and everything just kind of sucked with it. But uh, watching it, I'm sitting there listening to the names that they're calling out, and I'm like, they're like right in the battle scene when they're in Scotland. And first off, I want to talk about how ahead of t- the time it was. I mean, the soundtrack for one's amazing. You got Queen. Playing on the soundtrack, the soundtrack of the phenomenal. 80s. It it is. It's it's amazing. I I love the soundtrack. It's, I listen to it all the time. The uh, but the one of the things is is that that castle when they're showing the castle. So this is before CGI was a big thing. So what they did is they literally brought in dirt and filled the damn parking lot of this attraction, grew grass. You know, laid sod down and everything, and built a village in front of this thing, and that's how they made that whole thing look so real because it freaking was. And not to mention how many characters from the Highlander series of films have wound up on Game of Thrones and stuff like that—a ton. But uh, uh, I mean, uh, also in in other movies of the genre. But going in it, they looking over, and so my grandfather's uh, mother's name was. Uh, Shit. Now, her name was shit, guys. Her name no. was shit. That that's no, crappy. Um, no, it's Davenport Adams and ah, sorry, no, I got it. I I'm sorry, I heard a huge bang behind me, so a I'm bang, like, bang. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> so a fastback. So no, 
Shit. <laughs> the true meaning so, of his name comes out. It's Fastbanger coming from the left. It's fast. So you got the McClouds knocking off. You got you got the McClouds going into battle. And then you're try they're talking about the other clan that's going up against them. And I'm watching this and I was just ty- typing on a on a report that I was doing. And then I hear it's the I hear the uh the Murdoch the, the Murdochs and I'm like I'm like ah shit I'm like that's my family my my my, my ancestors oh, are the those Murdochs. treacherous bastards so I, <laughs> so so I'm like I'm like no they're fighting in the clouds I'm like no the, Care, my whole careful life's God, my daughter's last name's Murdoch as well <laughs> <laughs> I love the last name down there <laughs> But then I heard that. So, like, I'm like, okay, I got to take that down as a note. But, yeah, no, I love Highlander. Although, I will say, as much as I love Connor McCloud's character, uh, Duncan McCloud is – that's my man, man. I, like, I follow him on – I follow the uh, Adrian Paul on Twitter, uh, basically all forms of social media. The guy is – like, I watch his cheesy ass for the films that he's in just because I love the Yeah, actor. me too. I've definitely been there. <laughs> I, I watched and, one and recently, it, actually. It was him and Tia Carrera in a Merlin ripoff where he plays Lancelot. Yes, yes. This is some of the most low-budget film you will ever see in your entire life. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I highly recommend if you got yep. two hours to throw it in the trash can, please <laughs> look up. I, I believe it's called Tia Merlin. I Carrera since Speaking Wayne's of low-budget films that got thrown in the trash can, Damien. No! She's... Brandon, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm gonna cut that out anyways. I just had to do that. Okay. <laughs> oh, sweet goodness. Alright. Something was some, something was found from my past. Let's just put it that way. And I got to it before someone else did. Thank God. So there is a strip tease version of Damien on a pole that is like locked. No? Eyes got big. That's a yes. <laughs> That's staying in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Com, we're gonna need you to touch up Damien's uh, icons. It's got to have a stripper pole in it, please. For sure, for sure. <laughs> we'll have that say it underneath. Cons on the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you said that you like Highlander and Celia. What's your favorite Highlander film and why? Favorite. Or character as well. Ooh. I'm going to have a lot to them. go with... Movie-wise, favorite one has to be the first one. No, I'm going to take that back. Favorite one's the second one. My favorite one's the second one where they go to the, the alternate universe. And uh, Michael Irons... Mm-hmm. Michael Ironside? Michael, Michael Ironside. Ironside plays a villain. Michael he Ironside. plays General Katana, which is one of the worst names mm-hmm. of all time. But... Uh, it is. That movie has... It was... It was creative. It was way, way different than anything you would like expect to see out of like after watching the, the Highlander movie, it was like just truly like creative and different. It wasn't like here's part one, here's part two. We're gonna do it all over again. Um I like the take on that opposite universe where they made a cartoon out of uh Highlander the series, the cartoon with uh mm-hmm. not Quint Quentin uh Quentin McLeod. Quentin yeah. McLeod. Yep. So Oh yeah, I know I know and all my of favorite it. character has to be from uh has to be from the TV show. It is the guy who plays his best friend, who's the oldest immortal. The Watcher. He, no, no. He, oh, oh. He plays yeah, the, or, the oldest Qu- immortal. Uh, and he was like, uh, he's like, 
From Egypt. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I can't remember his name, though. He was like one of the, he he one of the four horsemen, basically. And then yeah. he like, changed over and became a good guy. That mm-hmm. would have been my favorite character. Yeah, I can't remember his name, though. Yeah, I, I can't at the top of me. But he's he actually, uh, I have the film where he dies in it. Because they did the, it was the Highlander, uh, not Highlander Endgame, but Highlander. The last the, one that came out. The, where the guy with yeah, the all-white face and, was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, okay. yep. That was brutal was. when they when they lost their immortality. But I mean, seeing seeing Duncan McCloud sword break and then to have him start fighting with like as a rogue was insane. Yeah, that that movie could have been a lot better. It was a great concept. It could have been it was a great concept, been. but they they dropped the the ball somewhere in the in the middle. Yeah. Now my favorite character aside from Duncan McCloud would have to be Ramirez because Sean Connery. You can't, you can't, you can't go wrong with him. And I loved his role better in Highlander Two. But my my thing is, which version are you talking about? When you're talking about Highlander Two, there are like I think four different official versions out. I got the VHS. There's one that's copy, the best so one, probably the original one. I, well, there's multiple V. No, I'm talking about four versions with oh, the wow. VHS. I don't know. One thing I like, one thing I like about Ramirez it, is just the Kurgan saying Ramirez. Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, if you can ever get a hold of it and see it, the Renegade version is the best one to do it because I think the, I had the Renegade version. Studio, actually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's why that's the way to watch it and be have it be enjoyable because the director got it back and added in his scenes that the studio cut out. Because if you went and saw it in theater, oh my God, nothing connected at all. So there was no like alternate universe. It just really sucked. Yes. No, more along the lines of Death Note. Oh, yeah, except for Death Note's already being uh, penned for a sequel by Netflix. <laughs> That's because Netflix throws money at everything. It doesn't matter. Nah. Also, uh, okay, if we can... Uh, probably like I found my, So I, we should I, probably like... Can erase it. Should we market our idea as being a podcast to Netflix and have it be like the league? Yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I found where I, my error and omission was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Endless shenanigans. <laughs> so I've been watching another show. Actually, I finished the entire season uh, a cor- per Cajun and Jeff, and I watched Ozark. And that show on Netflix is bad ass. Um, if you don't know what it is, it is uh, it's money laundering Breaking Bad. Is what it is. And you have to like Justin. Well, you don't have to like Jason Bateman, but who doesn't like Jason Bateman? I I don't. But in this, I do. What? (laughs) Listen, I've totally (laughs) rocked him. Him. Well, I I, bet you would. uh, Con and his '80s love for all of these older characters. I swear to you. Uh, But there's money in the shack. There's money in the ice cream stand. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Jason Bateman. Jason Jason Bateman plays. has played really, really good characters in the past. This is just I, the 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 writing, the acting, everything is on like a level ten. It also has Laura Linney in it, who's really, really good. And uh, Cajun was right. They uh, hashtag Cajun was right. Them on screen is magic because they're arguing the scenes, just the con- the context of conversation that they have with each other is really good. The kids are good. Julia Gardner plays Ruth, and she is awesome. She plays. A character that's just this really cocky uh, trailer kind of girl that uh, comes from the wrong side of the tracks. Overall, it left it at the end of the season on a, on a higher note. But 
money laundering heroin is never a good thing and you can't get out. So things are bad things are going to happen. It got renewed for a season two already, which is a, a great thing for me. Like, I asked, I, was there a season two already lined up? Yeah. Contained or not? No. And I fell off. Like I, this must've been out for a while. I actually don't know exactly when it came out, but when Cajun talked about it, I'm like, all right. And so I flipped it on and my wife and I w- went hour by hour in this. And so it took a couple of weeks because I, we watched it together but it was way worth it. And then the season finale, I appreciated because it extended it. It went like an hour and 30 minutes. So it made it a true season finale. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there was a lot to say. So if I had to, I'm not going to score it, but I was, I would say to anybody, if you like Breaking Bad and you're craving that kind of storytelling, I would watch this in a heartbeat. It's on Netflix uh, and it's ridiculously popular right now. Apparently it's going to be up for a bunch of awards so uh i i would recommend ozark for sure so i picked up i picked up uh the strain season one i've been looking forward to watching this i just haven't been able to and even though i have the channel it it hasn't you know i haven't been able to catch the episodes and then they don't go to netflix because they go mm-hmm. to hulu so thanks to a, a certain individual from the podcast uh mr jeff barry I have access to Hulu now. And so I am going through and starting to watch the strange series. Uh, uh, and with season one, episode one, I really like the take that they're going with, with the vampires and stuff on it. Like it's, it's, it's different. It kind of feels like it's taken from the blades movie universe. Oh, a little it bit. definitely is. It's the same oh. director. It's, it's, oh, it's Guillermo see, del Toro's, I didn't uh, look vision of uh for that tv show so Guillermo del Toro did the blade 2 movie so yeah yeah the, i know he did and he did an had, epic yeah, job on the, the same yeah with the with the vit the broken okay bones that so that's why it seems almost this all makes sense same. now okay now i and and being the fact that he's one of my favorite directors now i feel like my geek card needs to be taken <clears throat> um denied ouch so what do you think about did you did you finish season one or no, I've only seen episode one, and already just the character development that's in, you see in character one, the twer- the twists and turns on a old fan favorite, it it's nice. It's like it's nice to be able to watch a vampire, you know, flick without it being about sparkles and being. A, and mind you, I even even though I like Twilight, it's nice to see, you know, something that's dark, but not the something I'm used to. Like, I actually feel like I have to watch it. I don't know this story. Like some characters might appear to be similar characters to the past, but they're played differently. And that's, that's, yeah, awesome. I gotta say, I, I think I, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. I love, uh, Kevin Durand and everything he does. That guy is like, I don't know about, I don't know if this is jaw or whatever, but he has some really great roles in everything he's in. But it's always like a B actor. He plays one of the heroes of the show. He mostly plays villains in some movies. Like he played the villain in Walking Tall. He played the villain in uh, that really bad Angel movie where they were like fighting for the apocalypse. Uh, he plays Gabriel. Yeah, you, yeah, you're talking he about played, Legion. He was in Legion. That uh, yep. Kevin Durant is a is an excellent actor, and him as an as a hero, like almost like an anti hero. He has a little bit of badass vibe to him. Goes off really well in that show. Yeah, have you seen? Uh, he was also. It comes off and on on Netflix. It's a very muted uh, style film that he's in, but it's a horror film, and it's uh, he he just plays a sheriff, and it, it actually it's kind of a hard at first because you're so used to him playing a villain or playing this like sidekick kind of kind of character, 
to see him in that role. Like, he looks like a sheriff. It fits, but he it's kind of like, it, it's hard at first because you're so used to the roles he plays. What's the name of the movie? You, you... Uh, I would have to look it up after, off the okay, top of my head. No I, I see the, I see, yeah, I see the image in my head and I've watched it like twice. He has, so. he has a, a bit role in Vikings too. He plays uh, like the incarnation of one of the old gods. So, oh, that's yeah. cool. I haven't, I haven't seen, I, I, Vikings, I've seen the first season. I've, I've been, I need to go back to that. What? I've seen the first season. I haven't seen all of them. You're the one who told me to watch it, and I watched them all, and I'm waiting for the next one to come out, what, November, I believe it comes out? No. Are you you thinking? Nope, Vikings. You told me about Vikings. Okay. So I'm going to hit on another show that I've blazed through. Jesus Christ, have you just not done anything but watch TV? Nothing. But this one is uh, (laughs) creepy as F, according to Fouts, and I've watched uh, Room 104 per Jeff, which... By the way, is less creepy as F. Uh, the farther in you get, the the last one that I watched, the last episode, my wife actually, by the time we were finished up, she was like, "Well, that's really good," and she hated the first three. And it's it's more they're hitting on more storytelling, and it's getting more sentimental as as the as the storytelling goes along, as as opposed to being like kind of creepy and weird and off putting a little bit. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed the off putting part, like the beginning part of it, but. Especially the pizza boy. No, not the pizza boy. The uh, the kid that was well, the the girl that was babysitting the boy, which was oh god, that that was okay. That was that was awesome. The second one with the pizza boy was just strange. The third one with the that was weird. All right, I'll I'll, I'll give you that one. Thing that that, I after I seen that, I'm like, okay, no, I can't do this anymore. That's why, like, yeah. So Khan's got that face. Like, what the guy are you guys talking about? So I'm thinking about Glow when you said pizza boy. I'm like pizza boy. Talking about Glow. Now, Room 104 basically is kind of uh, – it's a, it's an HBO uh, series in which you're in a hotel oh, room and it tells okay. different stories inside of that room. It's not like the movie like uh, – because everybody's been saying, oh, is it like – no, it, it's completely different. It's completely different. Um, and the storytelling in each room is, is same directors but the, the, I don't know. It's just the, the, la- the one that I saw was about a, a friend who watched another friend die. And would he would see him? He sees him in a, in a crisis situation with his family, and he keeps when things get bad, he goes back to having a conversation with him because he feels guilty about what how how the event went down. And it was really touching it, to me. It was really touching, and I said to my wife, "Man, they were able to convey uh, this really large message in a half an hour. It was just really well done and really well written." And the one that's up now is called The Internet, and apparently it's almost identical to that. It's a son and a mother talking over a phone on how things were 15 years ago as opposed to what they are now. Do you know what I mean? And if they're able to, if they are able to do that and keep it fresh like that, they're going to get more and more actors that aren't B-list or C-list like James Vanderbeek, and they'll get more people who want to come on and have guest appearances on those things because a half an hour show to somebody is a couple days work. You know what I mean? And they'll do it because it. So all I, these shows are self-contained per episode. Very, that's it. Okay. Um, each yep. And each episode has a different Kinda story. Like Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being in that room and this is what happened in that room at that moment, at that hotel room. And then the next story is, is, is you know, the only thing that's consistent is that bathroom is creepy as hell. Like, you know, you'd never want to go in the bathroom in that, in that hotel room. It is weird. The bad things happen in there. 
But other than that, it, it, ma- it makes you want to stay away from you know low budget, low cost hotel rooms. It, it does. After watching this, as you're like, well, okay, you should no, reality. hundred dollars versus fifty dollars. Well I'm gonna pay the hundred dollars. Yeah. But uh, but there's a couple of things that Jeff's talked about, and both of those are really good. Ozark was one of the ones he mentioned, along with Cajun and Worm 104. He had a pa- he was pretty passionate about it. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And we knocked out the first three episodes immediately. And then I, you know, subsequently have watched the, the last two. So really, really good show. I, I would highly recommend it. It's hard pressed to find half hour shows. That's why when I said a typical, that's a half hour show. Uh, 104, that's a half hour show. You and your significant or whatever, you can knock out a, an hour, two shows in an hour. That's that's hard. You, you know, you, you feel like you've accomplished something while you're watching the show. You know, I got to jump in here. I, I want to just jump into my one uh, po- my one passion show. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about it yet. I've listened to every episode, so I don't think you have yet. And that's Twin Peaks season three. Has anybody watched that? Not Cajun yet. would watch that, but I don't. I don't know if he has. I am not going to lie. Last night I watched the second to last episode that aired, and it was a 25 year build up to this moment. And literally, eyes got watery in the middle of a Twin Peaks episode. It was so so good to watch, like. Watching the first two seasons back then, and then like waiting twenty five years later to watch the third season, and just have this moment happen. You're like waiting and waiting and waiting, and just bang right in the feels. I was like, oh my god, I don't think I can watch anymore this episode. This is getting way, <laughs> way too, getting way too emotional about this. Have you ever seen a beard cry? Oh my god, my beard was definitely crying. <laughs> beard weep. <laughs> Um, Twin Peaks is not for everybody, as you well know. Uh, it's a David Lynch uh, um, uh, creation with uh, the same cast, same cast as twenty five years ago. It was everyone came back except for maybe one or two minor characters or major characters. But uh, if you love season one and two, the first three or four episodes of season three will be like, "What? What is going on, man? I, I have no idea what's going on." And then, like, you slowly develops the universe. And it gets weirder and weird. It's the David Lynch kind of weird that I, I truly enjoy. And if you, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm telling you up front, it's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. So, grain of salt. Go in and watch it. If you love season one, season two, you'll you'll thank me for having getting to this very this one moment in episode twelve. You'll thank me. You'll get you'll give me a written letter because this thing <laughs> is so well done. Dear Khan's beard. <laughs> let me count the ways so when you're away for 25 years and the whole cast is able to come back one of two things hits my head either one none of these actors are working actors any longer or two everybody was so passionate about this project that they felt the need to come back because they thought that the story needed to be told i will say it's one and two because yeah. you know david lynch only uses like a handful of actors in everything he makes it's kind of like, uh, what's another director that does that? Just uh, made Dunkirk. Uh, geez. Christopher Nolan? Oh. Yeah, he uses yeah. the same actors in all his movies, too. Yep. So he pretty much built their careers, you know, with it. They were all in Dune. Uh, they were all in uh, Mulholland Drive. They were all in uh, Twin Peaks, the original uh, uh, episodes. So he uses all those same characters throughout most of his movies. And when they came back and reassembled, they had to be there to make the magic happen mm-hmm. for season three. And I'm glad it's on Showtime because they have let him go completely off the rails. 
He's going full Lynch. Oh. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> that. Ooh. Okay. Now I got. Now I got to. I got to refresh. Because I. I remember my folks watched. Uh, watched the original, and uh, and I watched it with them. But it's been so long, so I'll have to watch that. And then now, now that you said that, I'll I'll, I'll check it out after Highlander. I'll be disappointed. So I think we're on to what we're going to be covering next week. And to be honest, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my Sundays for a bit. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones is not on. I'm locked in. Don't say I'm locked it. and Don't loaded at nine o'clock every Eastern every uh, every Sunday for a good two hours as I record, rewind, re-listen. You, you got notes. you got two months. Yeah, a uh, couple months. And so September, uh, October, and October, October. Walking Dead's back. You know, so uh, I'm excited yeah. about the Walking Dead coming back. I'm actually excited about network television just coming back in general. Um, I, I don't mind watching the Netflix stuff, but it's it's really kind of piecemealed out, and you have to. I can always kind of blaze through a season really quickly but in the evenings when my wife and i are are sitting watching tv it's starting to get harder and harder to find something that i like not the stuff that everybody else has been telling me to watch but there's stuff that she won't watch while you know we're watching television together so it becomes a a lot a lot harder so what are some things that you guys have interest in or or things you're going to continue to watch i'm trying to find time to watch with the wife the uh uh atypical and all that stuff Honestly, the reason why my in my queue this week is because I'm just not mentioning the stuff that I've been watching because my wife's we like like I mean honestly we, we got to get still finished. Yep, yep. Oh my like god, you're forced so to watch that crap too. No, no, that's, no, 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 that's no, no, what no. I actually, actually, actually I like. Hang it. on, hand. Oh, actually, no, I like no, it. No, that's he's why I not the forced. That's, that's one of the shows. He I'm telling is you, the one the that's choosing to watch it. He's forcing his wife to watch it. Oh no, she loves that stuff. Like. I, I mean, I don't like watching. I don't. I don't really like watching The Bachelorette, but I'll watch The Bachelor because I used to watch it with my grandma. So I'll watch that, no problem, without arguing. And then I'll watch this one without arguing because it, it is comedy. So Damien, I've got one question to ask you. One. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> was Corinne loopy or was she of sane mind when this happened? Uh, I. T- to be honest, I think she's just a. Oh wait a minute. You need to cut that. That's getting bleeped. That's getting That'll bleeped. get bleeped. Don't worry. That's getting bleeped. You cannot. Ooh. Oh, no. 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 Well, I think you've, you're like one Corona over the limit. Like, you need to stop. Well, I've well, I've had a Corona, a beer, and uh, three shots of tequila. Three, three. <laughs> shots of tequila. Three, three. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe, maybe more. Maybe doubles. Uh, I'm going to be watching uh, Handmaid's Tale. Um. Yeah, I need to watch that too. My wife started watching it and she is addicted to it. She's almost through the entire season Damn, in two days. I don't have it's on it's on Hulu, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm done. I can't I don't think I I don't have Hulu. Or maybe my maybe my maybe yeah, maybe my sister in law has it. Because uh, I ha- that's the only reason I haven't watched it yet, is just because I, I, I haven't I haven't had it. But um all the September starts, man. All the all the shows start back up again, so I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped. Like stuff that my wife and I can t- consistently watch will be back on again, <laughs> even if it's crap TV. Like I don't really care about Modern Family anymore. I don't really care like about Walking th- Dead. Yeah, well, Walking Dead. Eh, I mean, honestly, I told you how my feelings about Walking Dead. Like I, they're gonna have to do something to draw me back in this this season because I wasn't too too thrilled about last season. But needless to say, let's make our way into uh, the hype train.
So first up, in our Q hype trade, we got a trailer for something that I have been waiting for for years and years. All of us have. And you've heard us mention it before on the cast, and that's for Super Troopers 2. What did everybody think of this trailer? I keep telling that Who's ready for the mustache ride? Who's ready for a mustache ride? That Mountie comment. That they, I love the fact that they brought that back up again, and then they talk to each other quietly, and he's like, dude, you guys realize I can hear you, right? Oh, we've been doing this for years. Seriously? <laughs> I, that was funny. This this is going to be oh. B as hell, and that is great because that's what I'm looking for. I want. It's going to be just like the original. I just I want that. I want I want dumb humor. I just want to be able to laugh and brought back to. It's almost like American Pie. Like you know what I mean. Like that that kind of funny. Like it was funny. Oh, well, yeah. It was I funny like Pie. 20 years ago. Give me a new one so I can see it and laugh for a little bit. Like I, this is never going to be an A list movie, but I don't want it to be. New American Pie is the one with Stifler as as kid. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> But, <laughs> but Super Troopers but, looks funny. I, c- what, c- the only thing I hope that they don't do is don't rehash every single joke. Like, don't every single – Yeah, don't do the syrup. Don't do the syrup no, again. No, I don't need the no, same No, no, no. They have to do the syrup. Mm, only if they have a new recruit. Only if they have a new recruit. Then they can do oh, the syrup. Oh, there is definitely going to be a new recruit. That's, that's like writing 101. Yep. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. But then, like, Farva it, coming in with the baggy pants. He's like, I can't even feel my dick. <laughs> The reason I think there should be a new recruit is because Rabbit, the new recruit in the first one, specifically is the senior officer. Yeah, I am no yeah, longer I'm the not... new recruit. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, okay, okay. But does it, they they specifically have not shown who the new recruit Why is? Would so that's they? something they're holding. Yeah, that's what they're holding off. Do we think? Do do? Is there any predictions? Because usually, if it's going to be a new recruit, it's not going to be someone from Broken Lizard. It's going to be someone that's an actual. No, the, the, you know, a bigger name. It'll be a female. You got the rock. It'll be a female. The, Oh the my god, do you know how first. awesome that would be? It, Wait, are you actually looking at that? Have you seen Reno 911 where The Rock shows up? The movie? <laughs> oh yeah. Dwayne Johnson would, is in everything. He's literally amazing. in everything. It's crazy. Peck Pop, peck pop, pop of Love. But I, From, I'm with uh, Fouts on this. I think it's a female recruit. That makes the most sense. It, it really does. So let's move on to Black Mirror Season 4. I've only seen season one, and I've had, I haven't heard great things about two or three yet. Uh, season four, basically, what it is, we just got the announcement and the official um, title names of the episodes. That's all I news for it. Yeah, it's basically it's just more more of the same, you know, kind of versus the technology thing. But I'm looking forward to them. I think that I, I find them to be Are, interesting. Is this a different cast of writers, like every show, or is it the same like writing room or? It's kind of like it's filmed similar to like ABC's of Death, so they bring people in for each episode. So like Tales so. from the Dark Side. Yep. But with I, the, yeah, with the, you know yeah. the higher budget. Okay. Yeah. So Faust is going to be upset and angry again, and we're, but we're going to bring up the Inhumans, and we're going to bring up the. Fa- I'm excited. Why? Why am I going to be upset? And be in- oh, gotta, oh wait, that's right. Like because they, I got to wait a month to be able to see it because it's only showing in a freaking IMAX theater for. Isn't it a TV Screw show? Screw you. Yeah, it is. The first two episodes are being th- shown in IMAX. But how? Starting tomorrow. But if is it, what, it, it? I know this is a big promotional thing it they're was, doing. It was all filmed. In, every episode was filmed in IMAX. The first two episodes will be filmed or shown in IMAX starting tomorrow. The series won't premiere on what ABC until the 29th. How pretentious! Oh. This is a play on. 
the Avengers and some other things and trying to make it a big deal, but it's really niche to, in order to have an IMAX theater. There are a lot of small towns that you have to travel hours to get to them like Fouts. So I, oh, I, I, just, I just don't think it's going to be uh, as popular as they, as they perceive it to be. I got one by me and I like comics more than the next guy. I'm not going to see it in IMAX theater. I don't have 25 bucks for that. $25 for a might be good TV series. Might be. Might be. Although the trailer does look better now that they've redone it. That they did the updated CG. We stuff. all yeah. know the magic of trailers and how can they be? They can be very deceptive. Suicide <laughs> Squad. <That's cool>. <clears throat> <Yes>. Dark Tower. <clears throat> you guys saw it. I, I, I haven't saw seen Dark Tower yet. Dark Tower yet. I, I have not seen. Everybody Dark saw yet. the preview for Superman, right? Like that made, made Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that made the movie look good. Like nineteen seventy seven Superman. Nineteen seventy nine. I'm a big Christopher Reeves fan, so. Um, there are no Superman movies. Children of the Damned. <laughs> yeah. No, I went and saw all of those movies in the theater. I saw it as a kid. Uh, Damien, you want to talk about something that we're all forced to read as children uh, in school, and that's Lord of the Flies. Actually, so when I was when I was going through high school, they were starting to can't pull that from it. the shelves. Yeah. Uh, we got to we got to watch it though, but yeah, Lord of the Flies getting a recast. The difference, though, is it's going to be an all female, uh, an all female crew that's going to this be. This is in such it. a weird concept. So, Ocean's Eleven. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <clears throat> Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Now, see, Good I actually really like. One. No, no. Hang oh. on, though. I <laughs> surprise, my, my family. He's my, defending my, it. <laughs> I am. Be, I am. A, no, a I crappy wanted movie. To see the, no, Kevin I think the actors. No, f- off! I have not been. I have not been a Care Bear stare for a long time. Now, uh, I liked. I liked the cast. My wife absolutely loved. My wife and my middle son, who had not seen, who have not like they hadn't seen the original. Uh, my oldest son and my daughter had seen the original with me. Uh, but, it's unicorn farts when like, he does it. It's like unicorn farts, and it's just like little rainbows that come okay, out. Okay, please, please. All right. Uh, please. This episode title is now Return of the uh, Care Bear Stare. Knock the f- off. <laughs> I need to illustrate Damien in a bear costume. <laughs> oh my god, you just. No! No, please do it. It's like Barney. No, please do it. Let me know how much I owe you. Seriously. Let me know how much I owe you. Oh my god. I am changing our Twitter picture to that. Oh, shit. I have to get that on a damn shirt. Oh, that's man. going on the Geek College. It's like number one print. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's also going to go on Khan's homepage for his website. Oh, this is perfect. I love you, Khan. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just derailing your show. Off the no, rails. Kane's going to find me and beat the living crap out of me. I feel it coming on. <laughs> So, Lord of the Flies being all female cast, it sounds interesting. It, they need to go a little. They even, honestly, they have to even go edgier than than the original. I think. Yeah, they're saying that they they just closed the deal and everything, and, with, and then the with the author's estate, and they're starting writing on the storyline immediately. Like, so basically, all we know is that they're they're switching it out the the cast out for an all female cast. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they do stuff like that because depending on the age group that they go with, are we going to see a, like, you know, a Blue Lagoon thing where there's 
where like you have an actress that's underage and then you for the other scenes they have a body double kind of thing it's because if they're on an island they're going to eventually be running around naked and that just they, puts they in won't do that. no they won't do that okay but what the, uh, what I, I imagine is like a hunger games version of lord of the flies I, I could see that. I could see them doing that, that and making it a little bit. But little what more I don't want—that's all. What what I don't want though is for them to to rewrite and bring in like a male character that comes in kind of as the hero, even if he dies in the middle of it. I don't want them to have a male character come in as a hero. They need to keep this. If they're going all female, they need to keep it all female and not bring in any of that other shit. So do into it kind of like that's, Wonder that's Woman like was. Uh, Maze yeah. Runner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say more like Wonder Woman. If you if you've watched, I mean, films over the last what like three or four years, female leads and in, in being in strong character positions is something that all movies are now heading towards. Like it's a it's a for the most part, you can get a pretty big good box office out of that too. You know, with girl power, and I think that, that makes most sense for them to to try to take this angle on it. Then next up, speaking of Gilmore del Toro, uh, we have uh, The Shape of Water. Which is the, I mean, it's getting rave reviews from the showing that it's got right now in Venice. And it, lots of people are comparing this though to Abe Sapien. Like everybody, a lot of people are saying, hey, this is, this is the precursor to Abe Sapien, Abe Sapien. And it's played by the same actor. Yeah, I've heard that too. It, which, that's not a bad thing. That character, I love that character. Like that character was well played. Uh, was was a pleasure to have in scenes and kind of was a scene stealer. So to have a kind of a darker, twisted, romantic kind of tie to something. This is a film that's dark that you could you could actually argue it almost as a date movie. Yet take them to see a uh, Guillermo del Toro film. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro doesn't like to give up any of the uh, properties he gets his hands on because he builds such elaborate worlds around those characters. That as you oh, see yeah, in the strain, he he, those concepts were in his yeah, notebook for years and years and years. Like yep. I could get a Blade Two. These are coming out for my vampires. Oh, I can't do Blade Three. I'm gonna make my own TV show. Oh, we're not doing the Hellboy Three. Yep. Oh, I'll make my own movie. <laughs> yep. His ideas yep. and his world building is like is so well done, and I wish he had more money. We could like funnel him more cash to make more stuff he he wants to. Oh my God! Because just. It, yeah, because like I mean, in Pacific Rim. If he doesn't get to do a Pacific Rim three. Um, he's going to do his own stuff built around that kind of oh yeah that universe. But I mean, he's the one. He was the one that suggested that that Godzilla and the kaiju were in the same universe. He's the one that made that suggestion, and then the studio was kind of like, eh. But then now you got Netflix making their anime, and guess what? The Godzilla's fighting off kaiju. Godzilla's the king of the kaiju. That's how the whole Japanese like movies, yes. uh, the movie like uh, universe is set up. He just kicks a kaiju's ass like every couple days. I eat kaiju yeah, for so breakfast I mean, is what Godzilla says. <laughs> I'm waiting for that Godzilla versus Cthulhu movie. That's all I'm waiting on. Whew. Now, now you're going. Now you're going back to some HR. HR HP. Uh, Geiger stuff. HP? Yeah. HP Lovecraft. HP Lovecraft, not Geiger. See, I'm getting you I'm getting you safe from Eros and Mission next week. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> I it was it was it was H something. Uh so next up we got Dick Grayson cast in the Titans live action DC series. Yes. Uh, excuse me, what? 
Robin Dick Grayson the, cast a, in the Titans live action DC series. Okay. Australia, Con, can Australian your, actor. Can you can you pick your uh yeah. up off the floor? Now here's the other thing is it's a good actor that they picked for it. He's he he's got he can play the smart ass if he needs to. But he also because like so it's the it's the main actor from uh the that was the mortal from Gods of Egypt. Uh he's an Australian actor, Brenton Thwaites. He also was the young lead actor in the latest uh, Pirates of the Caribbean's film. But if you look at him, and if you were to go with a darker hair, darker hair, he does look like a young, like a young, younger after after Robin Dick Grayson. You know what? I'm going to say this and put this up front for DC. <laughs> they need somebody to actually build the universe in a cohesive manner, because. As awesome as all these ideas sound, I just have zero hope that I will enjoy anything that's going to come from them. Like, Nolan has his universe, and it was awesome. The new universe is not so awesome. Like, there is no consistency. I mean, it's like going to your favorite Mexican restaurant, and all of a sudden the chef changed. Oh, we just hired this guy named Jose, and, uh, you know, his name's Jose. He's Mexican. That counts, right? No, it does not count. Better bring Guillermo back. That's all I'm asking you. Just, just a what little you, bit of what you got about Jose Holmes. A little bit of like universal, like oh, the dude. universe needs to have like a cohesive nature to it, and to have like all these directors put their hands all over the DC property is damaging it to like a, almost disrepair. Sorry. No, no, no you're, that's you're completely right. DC's up shit creek without a paddle. I, I mean, if the director's good, and you know. The higher ups don't put their hands all over it, and you know, try to like you know plug a Supergirl like uh, drop in. We should be okay. That's it's on TNT, so it's not connected to those. And universes, they know drama. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they're trying to pull. <laughs> so I think that's about gonna wrap it up for us for uh, in our queue this week. Where can we find you at, Mister Two Wolves? At Two Wolves. All right. So gangster. You just dropped the mic, everybody. Damien, where can we find you? At Mr. Damien Nash on Twitter. Also, you can find uh, my articles, uh, most recent article on Rock ROKH, a survival uh, space uh, mission game on uh, uh, Rectified Gaming. And Mr. Young Khan, our special guest tonight. You can find me on Twitter at... Uh, Y-U-N-G underscore K-H-A-N underscore. And you can find me on twitch.tv streaming some live creative uh, nightly between 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. <laughs> and twitch.tv slash YoungCon. And, uh, I mean, they're stalking Con all the time now. All night long. All night. All night. Uh, the playlists are good. The chill. The, the, the tunes are chill. And uh, the coffee's hot. So come on by. But not. This isn't like. This isn't like a GTA hot coffee, is it? No. Okay. It's actual hot coffee. <laughs> it burns. Sweet Jesus, it burns. <laughs> And uh, my name is Brandon. You can find me on Twitter at bfouts82. That's B-F-O-U-T-Z-8-2. You can also find me uh, running the Direct Relief Hurricane Harvey Relief Stream that's brought to you by Uprising Family Gaming. Uh, all four main cast members of Geekologist Radio are a part of Uprising Family Gaming. 
and at this point we're all aware of the disruptive life-changing effects of Hurricane Harvey. We've also seen the way that Americans have come together to help one another in times of need. Uprising Family Gaming would like to do our part. That's why we've organized a Hurricane Harvey relief stream on Saturday, September 9th. Please join us at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific as we stream brand new Destiny 2 gameplay. You can watch the stream on Mixer at mixer.com slash uprisingfamilygaming. Hope to see everybody there. You can find all of us on the Geekologist Radio Twitter at Geekologist Radio minus D for character restrictions. You can also find this podcast on the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts, uh, where you can find all kinds of other great podcasts like Luchu Lane and who else? Analog Assault. Uh, so on behalf of Geekologist Radio, and let's see what, episode 62, we are out. Hey guys, my name is Alex Hirsch. This is Brandon. It's Colin. And Caleb. And we are the Geek Squatch Podcast. Where nostalgia finds a giant hairy beast and spits out a podcast about 80s and 90s nerd culture. Uh, we've, we've covered everything so far from X-Men the Animated Series to Chrono Trigger to After School Cartoons. We've done Hercules and Legendary Journeys, Goosebumps. Could I have ordered that out of my Scholastic magazine in elementary school? I'm sure school? you could. Nice. Yeah. Likely, I, although I doubt that in 2016 anyone could publish a book known as Bananas for Teenagers. Come for the nostalgia, stay for the trivia. What land found in a book is the home to Atreyu and Falcor the Luck Dragon? Fuck! Oh my <laughs> god. Check us out on the Ninja Pancake Network at ninjapancake.com. You'll find our shows also listed there. We're on iTunes. You can reach us with any questions, comments, or corrections at podcast at geeksquatch.com. So uh, go give us a listen, and thank you very much.